0: big hotel takeover so what have I learned as my first experience taking over a hotel in one of my hometowns and it is a new venture a lot of people are moving away from hotels and it was something that I considered as to why people were moving away from hotels as a lot more people do like the service accommodation model these days especially the core business that we run within the United Kingdom which is obviously for the contractor market in the main but hey as an entrepreneur you've got to take risks for financial gain and that's exactly what I decided to do. So what have I learned from this process and what can you learn from what I have learned from the process? First and foremost is how it came about. So ultimately we were contacted to potentially manage this property as it was closed five days a week. They couldn't seem to make it financially work through the week and ultimately had it closed on a weekend. And for me, given the location, it was just madness. I just couldn't see how it was closed. I mean, it just didn't make sense in my head. I had actually looked at buying a hotel further down the street and I got the full financial data from that. So I guess that helped with this decision to know roughly what the income would be over an annual period and then I ran my usual calculations with my deal analyzers, my analysis tools and everything that I've done over the years which I've seen play out time and time again to be not 100% accurate but fairly accurate and I think that definitely gives you confidence as you move forward. So I ran the numbers and sure enough the numbers came in fairly similar to what I was presented with from the other hotel And then it was a case of figuring out how we could make this work. So one of the biggest problems that I saw within this particular business was the overheads. They were running it like a very old school hotel. It wasn't very automated and there was a lot of manual tasks going on, which ultimately meant a lot of staff and a lot of cost. So the first thing that I looked to do was, can we automate the hotel? I proposed a solution to the owners and they considered it. But then they had a bit of a U-turn and decided that they actually just wanted a you know to offload it completely and didn't want anything really to do with the running of the hotel. And um, they wanted more of a, a secure deal. So ultimately, I then looked at the numbers from a different angle rather than a management perspective, but um, more as a owner-operator. And we decided to work on a deal to, to be able to make that happen. Now... Like anything in property, you expect these things to happen fairly quickly and they end up taking a lot longer. This one took a, a, a very long period of time. It probably took five months to get over the line. You know, and again, there was a lot of a lot of ups and downs, a lot of learnings from this as well, in terms of the frustrations that you go through. Not everything goes to plan. When you're taking over a business because this was probably more of a business takeover than it was just, you know, renting a property off somebody else or acquiring a property off a vendor. You know, there was a lot of moving parts, including the restaurant and the bar, which I had no interest in. So I did, I did not want that part of it. I don't want that to be, to be open. You then go into, okay, well, how does the business rate split? How does the, you know, heating work in terms of financials? And, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So we had to go through the pain of, of putting this together and over time I've... You know, I think I, I bang about this quite a lot, but personality tests for me are super important. There's a few key ones that you can do. For me, it's the Strength Finders test. I think it's the, the Clifton Strengths Finders test. You've also got the Colby A index. You've got your color code, and then I also uh, believe in um, you know the astrology side of things. And uh, astrowild.com is a very insightful place to see what your future looks like and um, and what your path might might lead to, but in the main understanding your strengths and also your weaknesses is a really important piece of the puzzle when it comes to business and something that i think a lot of people don't do enough of but for me, I knew that one of my strengths is I like to control situations. However, on the flip side of this, it's a, it's a weakness of mine. When I am being controlled, I can get my back up. I can get frustrated easier. And sometimes that leads me to making bad emotional decisions. And I talk about it all the time about making decisions based on logic and not emotion. And there was a few times when I felt out of control in this process and as though I was being led. And ultimately I didn't like that. And that forced me a few times to think, do you know what, I, I don't want this anymore. I'm not gonna do this deal, I'm gonna walk away. But I had to keep reminding myself of the fact that this is one of my strengths and my weaknesses at the same time. And ultimately remove the emotion, come back to the logical numbers of it all and say, this is a good deal, I need to get it over the line. Financially for the business, this is a great deal, I need to get it over the line. So I continued to push. Um, We continue to go through the legal process and and, and iron out the details. Then we had the crisis of the utility bills going up. So instantly, my figures, and it's a bit like your property development, you know, the developments that we assessed 12, 18 months ago, and we costed up, and we still haven't got planning permission for them. The cost basis on that has shot up over the last 12 to 18 months, so your figures have drastically changed. More often than not, your profit, your development profit has gone. So... Luckily for me, I run everything for cash flow rather than investment growth. And that is the main thing that I, I, I focus on when I am acquiring something is, is the cash flow element of it. But similar to this, utility bills had gone up. Now, utility bills on a two-bed apartment is not a big deal. You know, you can probably wash that cost out somewhere. However, utility bills on a 21-bedroom hotel, a big building, an old building not that, that becomes quite a difference in the in the numbers. So again, that led us back to a bit of renegotiation and ultimately we managed to find a common ground and kick on. Now, the main thing that I wanted to do with this hotel was to put my automated systems and processes into it because I believe that that was the way I could turn out the profit of this operation rather than having the manual labour in there, which is very costly and it's not always as um, reliable as automations and I've got you know a great team uh, in the background which the majority of it is ran um, from our central hub in Dubai but um, you know it, it didn't need someone to be on the ground there so I thought so that is the way that I wanted to run it and that is the way I could see grinding the profit out of this opportunity and I think when you look at opportunities you have to I think one of the great things that I have been able to do is have a systematic approach to how things work. And if you actually look at my strengths finders test, systemization or being systematic is up there in my top five. So, this is very much how I operate as a person. I will systemize things. And I, I say this time and time again, but being able to organize, systemize, and process and add a bit of automation onto that has definitely helped me with the scalability and the speed at which I have scaled over a short period of time within this industry i do believe if i hadn't have put these systems and processes in place and i see it time and time again with businesses that get some great success and then fail it's because they can't get themselves out the ops they can't systemize they can't seem to figure out and organize themselves so that being said i um I had a plan and it involved you know, your smart locks and a lot of automation behind the scenes and running this hotel as an automated hotel. But then you have to sell the value of that because naturally people booking a hotel might actually want the meet and greet experience. They might actually want the breakfast on a the morning. They might actually want the fact that somebody is there all the time to rely on. So you have to make sure that your advertising is appealing to the right avatar in a positive light so i.e we are going to run this as an automated hotel it's a very easy simple check-in process for yourself you can come and go as you please and you know uh, sell it in that manner so that was one of the things we had to change with the marketing tool and ultimately drive the bookings so cut long story short we managed to get the hotel under our acquisition under our model and we opened the doors We listed it how we do, we had it open seven days a week and the booking started flying in, which was great to see. Another confidence boost to say, do you know what, this is actually going to work. Because no matter how experienced you are in this industry, every time you take a risk and you take a property on, whether it's a 21 bedroom hotel or a one bed flat, it doesn't matter, there's always that, I need to see this actually perform. I know it will perform, I know deep down it'll perform, but I need to see it perform for real. And when you start to see it perform for real, that is when your confidence goes up and that is when you become more experienced you get more confidence and therefore you can take on more deals with confidence you can take on more risk and you can push forward and scale your portfolio. But you do, and it's nice to just get that feeling of, yes, this has worked again, that was another good decision. And not all them them happen like that, you know, sometimes we can open up and go a couple of weeks without a booking and start to panic a bit because really you should be getting bookings within the first few days of opening up because the algorithms will naturally give you a presence on the booking channels, plus we've already got a lot of people with eyeballs on our website as well for our direct bookings through the work that we've done over the years, so it's, still nice to see don't get me wrong and everything was ticking smoothly until friday night and friday night my whole idea of having a fully automated hotel unfortunately didn't quite pan out how i'd wanted it to drunken guest couldn't get in the front door so he decides to smash the front door window a big pane of glass and ultimately causing a lot of frustration and a lot of headaches for my team but Thank God I've got an amazing team and they can rally around. So the success stories, you know, on the front, it's not all just great success. There are problems. You know, experienced operators do get problems. 2.30 a.m. on the morning, Friday night, we're having to board up a, uh, a window. We're having to check CCTV, see who it was. Try and build a guest etc cetera, etc cetera, and go through that headache you know and the good processes that we've got in play will mean we'll get the money we'll get it fixed and it's not a problem but it's just a headache and hassle how it then affects other guest stays and ultimately now only a week in, we're having to rethink the whole structure of how we're going to automate this business to make sure that we can still keep that cost base down we can still make the profit margins and ultimately we can still run this as efficiently as we can as an automated hotel so ultimately it leads to the fact that maybe we're going to need some people around at the peak times when naturally people are going to be intoxicated and trying to get in and out of this hotel or ultimately we're going to have to come up with an easier process than a four digit code on the front door and yes I know what you're thinking surely it is easy to remember a four digit code or surely you could write it down but if you've been in the short-term rental industry, you will understand that and it, it makes you laugh. And if you can't laugh, then maybe you shouldn't be in the game, but you know, how people cannot put four codes into a box or into a smart box and ultimately retrieve the key or have it open the door is beyond me. But hey, there are a vast majority of the, the guests do struggle to do this. And it is a, a problem that we have to continually battle. So. We're back to the drone board on the door and it looks like we'll be doing some form of, you know, electric magnet door uh, with Forbes to get in and out. And ultimately that'll still hopefully alleviate the problem of having to have a check-in, check-out staff or anybody there um, long term and then we will impart a security guard or employer security guard to cover the peak hours where people are more than likely going to be intoxicated and struggling i.e. probably 10 pm till about 3 am in the morning on a Friday and Saturday night. Because in the main we get absolutely no bother from contractors and the contractors are great. So, sort of Monday to Friday, we don't really need that protection. But, you know, on the weekends, obviously, we do. And, uh, you know, it's a learning curve. And, and this whole process is a learning curve. But so far on, on it all, you know, what the main things that I took away from it is understand your personality to be able to get good deals over the line and not put, put good deals off. I think me three years ago, me five years ago, wouldn't have had that sense of, understanding who i really was as a business person and understanding that i'm getting in my own way of certain deals and i've probably lost deals over the years by not understanding that but now that i do i can push forward with confidence and i can make the right decisions so that was one of the one of the biggest learning curves two is you know always have a backup plan and always expect things to go wrong I always do get into these deals with, you know, a cross of the fingers hoping that I've done everything I can on the front end because that's all we really can do. We can overanalyze, we can procrastinate and we can actually talk ourselves out of deals if we're not careful. So we need to make sure that we have that ability to say it's time to take a chance, it's time to take a risk. And I am a firm believer that you're better off trying and failing than never trying at all and the majority of the world, unfortunately, fall into the latter category, and they never try, and therefore, they always think, what if? I would rather fail miserably, knowing that I tried my hardest, than not try at all. So, in a nutshell, if you are on the verge of taking your first deal on, or taking your next big deal on, or taking your biggest deal on, then take a risk. Run the numbers, make the logical decisions, remove the emotion, and hopefully, you will come out the other end, as you do on most of the deals within this industry. You know, at the end of the day, the profit margins on what we do are quite high. So even if you get a decision slightly wrong, you're probably still gonna make profit. If you get it really wrong, you're probably still gonna come out of it break even, and you can kind of figure a way out of it. So not everything needs to be absolutely perfect for you to engage in this industry because the profit margins are quite substantial and for me that is why you can grow you can expand and for me as i always do you know we acquire property for cash flow And we continue to do so on a risk reward basis, but it's a calculated risk because we've seen it happen time and time again, seeing it play out, we've got the confidence, and ultimately we've grown as individuals. And I know I've certainly grown as a business person and someone who can make better and bigger decisions. But as I've just explained, not all decisions pan out, not all ideas pan out. You know, did I expect the first Friday that we'd open the guest to put through a window, which is probably gonna cost a thousand pound to get replaced? Of course not. But it did, it happened, and unfortunately that is the game we're in. But am I gonna let that get me down? Am I gonna let that make me think, oh, I should have never done this? And don't get me wrong, I probably would have several years ago, especially if this was your first deal and this happens. But no, resilience, resilience, resilience. If you never quit, you never fail. If you never quit, you never fail. So even if it doesn't go right keep pushing forward even if you don't get that first deal keep pushing forward even if you walk into an estate agent and you get that rejection you keep pushing forward for your next deal if you stop going into the estate agent to ask you fail because you quit and that is one of the biggest life lessons that i think i've sort of lived by over the last few years and just that perseverance and discipline to show up time and time again has definitely pulled me through so that has been my big hotel takeover hopefully the first of many and we will then roll out this automated hotel style operation to bolt on to our already automated serviced accommodation style operation and we will continue to acquire more property for cash flow and hopefully you can learn from my lessons and hopefully i've inspired you to take some action and and know that unfortunately whether you like it or not you're going to have to take some risk to get some financial gain if you are enjoying the show, then I would really appreciate a review. And for doing so, I am going to reward one lucky person with an hour's one to one phone call with myself to discuss anything to do with your life or business and try and help you move it forward in a positive direction. All you have to do is leave a review, take a photograph of it, and tag me on Instagram at official Ryan Luke, and I will pick out the lucky winner towards the end of the month.